Hello, today we are going to complete our chapter 2 of A Passage to India. So let's begin. The civil surgeon was out. But the sahib has left me some message. The servant returned an indifferent no. Aziz was in despair. It was a servant whom he had forgotten to tip. And he could do nothing now because there were people in the hall. He was convinced that there was a message and that the man was withholding it out of revenge. While they argued, the people came out. Both were ladies. Aziz lifted his hat. The first, who was in evening dress, glanced at the Indian and turned instinctively away. Mrs. Leesley, it is a Tonga, she cried. Ours, inquired the second, also seeing Aziz and doing likewise. Take the gifts the gods provide, anyhow, she squeezed, and both jumped in. O Tongawala, club club, why doesn't the fool go? Go, I will pay you tomorrow, said Aziz to the driver, and as they went off, he called courteously. You are most welcome, ladies. They did not reply, being full of their own affairs. So it had come, the usual thing, just as Mahmoud Ali said. The inevitable snub, his blow ignored, his carriage taken. It might have been worse, for it comforted him somehow that Miss Dames, Calendar and Leesley should both be fat and weigh the Tonga down behind. Beautiful women would have pained him. He turned to the servant, gave him a couple of rupees and asked again whether there was a message. The man, now very civil, returned the same answer. Major Calendar had driven away half an hour before, saying nothing. He had, as a matter of fact, said, Damn Aziz! Words that the servant understood but was too polite to repeat. One can tip too much as well as too little. Indeed, the coin that buys the exact truth has not yet been minted. Then I will write him a letter. He was offered the use of the house, but was too dignified to enter it. Paper and ink were brought onto the veranda. He began, Dear Sir, at your express command, I have hastened as a subordinate should, and then stopped. Tell him I have called. That is sufficient, he said, tearing the protest up. Here is my card. Call me a Tonga. Huzur, all are at the club. Then telephone for one down to the railway station. And since the man hastened to do this, he said, enough, enough. I prefer to walk. He commandeered a match and lit a cigarette. These attentions, though purchased, soothed him. They would last as long as he had rupees, which is something. But to shake the dust of Anglo-Indian off his feet, to escape from the net and be back among manners and gestures that he knew, he began a walk, an unwanted exercise. He was an athletic little man, daintily put together, but really very strong. 
nevertheless walking fatigued him as it fatigues everyone in india except the newcomer there is something hostile in that soil it either yells and the foot sinks into a depression or else it is unexpectedly rigid and sharp pressing stones or crystals against the tree a series of these little surprise exhausts and he was wearing pumps a poor preparation for any country at the edge of the civil station he turned into a mosque to rest he had always liked this mosque it was gracious and the arrangement pleased him the courtyard entered through a ruined gate contained an ablution tank of fresh clean water which was always in motion being indeed part of a conduit that supplied the city the courtyard was paved with broken slabs the covered part of the mosque was deeper than is usual its effect was that of an english parish church whose site has been taken out where he sat he looked into three arcades whose darkness was illuminated by a small hanging lamp and by the moon the front in full moonlight had the appearance of marble and the 99 names of god on the frieze stood out black as the frieze stood out white against the sky the contest between this dualism and the contention of shadows within pleased aziz and he tried to symbolize the whole into some truth of religion or love a mosque by winning his approval let loose his imagination the temple of another creed hindu christian or greek would have bored him and failed to awaken his sense of beauty here was islam his own country more than a faith more than a battle cry more much more islam an attitude towards life both exquisite and durable where his body and his thoughts found their home his seat was the low wall that bounded the courtyard on the left the ground fell away beneath him towards the city visible as a blur of trees and in the stillness he heard many small sounds on the right over in the club the english community contributed an amateur orchestra elsewhere some hindus were drumming he knew they were hindus because the rhythm was uncongenial to him and others were bewailing the cor- corpses he knew whose having certified it in the afternoon there were owls the punjab meal and flowers melt deliciously in the station master's garden but the mosque that alone alone signified and he returned to it from the complex appeal of the night and decked it with meanings the builder had never intended some day he too would build a mosque smaller than this but in perfect taste so that all who passed by should experience the happiness he felt now and near it under a low dome should he his tomb with a persian inscription alas without me for thousand of years the rose will blossom and the springs will bloom but rose 
but those who have secretly understood my heart they will approach and visit the grave where i lie he had seen the cotrain on the tomb of a deacon king and regarded it as profound philosophy he always held pathos to be profound the secret understanding of the heart he repeated the phrase with tears in his eyes and as he did so one of the pillars of the mosque seemed to quiver it swayed in the gloom and detached itself belief in ghost ran in his blood but he sat firm another pillar moved a third and then an english woman stepped out into the moonlight suddenly he was furiously angry and shouted madam 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 oh oh the woman gasped madam this is a mosque you have no right here at all you should have taken off your shoes this is a holy place for muslims i have taken them off you have i left them at the entrance then i ask your pardon still startled the woman moved out keeping the ablution tank between them he called after her i am truly sorry for speaking yes i was right was i not if i remove my shoes i am allowed of course but so few ladies take the trouble especially if thinking no one is there to see that makes no difference god is here madam please let me go oh can i do you some service now or at any time no thank you really none good night may i know your name she was now in the shadow of the gateway so that he could not see her face but she saw his and she said with a change of voice mrs moore mrs advancing he found that she was old a fabric bigger than the mosque fell to pieces and he did not know whether he was glad or sorry she was older than hamidullah begum with a red face and white hair her voice had deceived him mrs moore i'm afraid i'm star- i startled you i shall tell my community our friends about you that god is here very good very fine indeed i think you are newly arrived in india yes how did you know by the way you address me no but can i call you a carriage i have only come from the club they are doing a play that i have seen in london and it was so hot what was the name of the play cousin kate i think you ought not to walk at night alone mrs moore there are bad characters about and leopards may come across from the marabar hills snakes also she exclaimed she had forgotten the snakes for example a six spot beetle he continued you pick it up it bites you die but you walk your about yourself oh i am used to it used to snakes they both laughed i am a doctor he said snakes don't dare bite me they sat down side by side in the entrance and slipped on their evening shoes please may i ask you a question now why do you come to india at this time of year just as the cold weather is ending i intended to start earlier but there was an unavoidable delay it will soon be so unhealthy for you 
and why ever do you come to chandrapur to visit my son he is the city magistrate here oh no excuse me that is quite impossible our city magistrate's name is mr heeslo i know him intimately he is my son all the same she said smiling but mrs moore how can he be i was married twice yes now i see and your first husband died he did and so did my second husband then we are in the same box he said cryptically then is the city magistrate the entire of your family now no there are the younger ones ralph and stella in england and the gentleman here is he ralph and stella's half brother quite right mrs moore this is all extremely strange because like yourself i have also two sons and a daughter is not this the same box with the vengians what are their names not also ronnie ralph and stella surely the suggestion delighted him no indeed how funny it sounds their names are quite different and will surprise you listen please i am about to tell you my children's name the first is called ahmed the second is called kareem the third she is the eldest jamila three children are enough do not you agree with me i do they were both silent for a little thinking of their respective families she sighed and rose to go would you care to see over the minto hospital one morning he inquired i have nothing else to offer at chandrapur thank you i have seen it already or i should have liked to come with you very much i suppose the civil surgeon took you yes and mrs calendar his voice altered a oh, a very charming lady possibly when one knows her better what what you didn't like her she was certainly intended to be kind but i did not find her exactly charming he burst out with she has just taken my tonga without my permission do you call that being charming and major calendar interrupts me night after night from where i am dining with my friends and i go at once breaking up a most pleasant entertainment and he is not there and not even a message is this charming pray but what does it matter i can do nothing and he knows it i am just a subordinate my time is of no value the veranda is go- good enough for an indian yes yes let him stand and mrs calendar takes my carriage and cuts me dead she listened he was excited partly by his wrongs but much more by the knowledge that someone sympathized with them it was this that led him to repeat exaggerate contradict she had proved her sympathy by criticizing her fellow countrywoman to him but even earlier he had known the flame that not even beauty can nourish was springing up and though his words were querulous his heart began to glow secretly presently it burst into speech you understand me you know what others feel oh 
if others resembled you rather surprised she replied i don't think i understand people very well i only know whether i like or dislike them then you are an oriental she accepted his escort back to the club and said at the gate that she wished she was a member so that she could have asked him in indians are not allowed into the chandrapur club even as a guest he said simply he did not expatiate on his wrongs now being happy as he strolled downhill beneath the lovely moon and again saw the lovely mosque he seemed to own the land as much as anyone owned it what did it matter if a few flabby hindus had preceded him there and a few chilly english succeeded